0: And as always, thank you so much for hanging out with us today as we dive into another spooky movie with the homies. For the homies, by the homies. And today we are taking a look at a movie that was a rec- a recommendation f- kind of. It it was a movie that was posted in our Discord um that was just like hey check this out Mm -hmm. and by the way slippity slap into that discord if you haven't haven't done so yet yes please do we would love to see you there and if you do tell tell us the homie sent you (laughs) (laughs)
1: let us know that we sent you (laughs) (laughs) to the
2: discord please and thank you
0: (laughs) just for fun um but yeah this was kind of recommended to us. It was suggested uh, for the entire discord, but we were going back through some movie suggestions and it caught our eye. And it kind of feels like, obviously we just did Scream and this movie kind of feels like a good follow-up to Scream. Like, did you feel like that when when you were watching it? Because it's very, it's aware, like it's self-aware of... mm
2: -hmm. No,
0: I I totally
1: understand where you're coming from. Yeah, no, I agree. It has it has some scream vibes. Uh, mm-hmm. yeah, especially in the characters and how they navigate and handle things. I was like, oh, okay, this is actually a pretty good segue. I'm not mad at this. Yeah,
0: a little scream esque, a little screamy. Um, because if you listened to our last episode, you know that we mentioned in that one how, kind of like how re- it's refreshing. Not that it's not when the opposite is the case, because I, I don't mind movies when they're not, you know, aware of horror tropes or, or figures or mythology. Like, it's not that big of a deal, but it is really refreshing when they acknowledge it in the movie and they know as much as we, the viewer, knows about Mm-hmm. Kind of horror characters and so in this movie vampires is the are the main antagonists and it's nice because the characters within this universe are based in reality so they also are aware of vampires and vampire lore and not only that but they're basing what they know off of books and movies and pop culture and the same things that we base our vampire knowledge off of Mm -hmm. So that was kind of fun. Yeah,
1: it's a lot of fun. And this movie's black as hell. This movie is super black. It (laughs) is. This movie
0: is black as night. It is black
1: as night. There (laughs) it is.
0: Yes, yes. Very, very black. And also, I and I assumed from the title that, you know, being black was going to be a huge part of this film film because i was like now black as night now i know i know that they did that for a reason yeah
1: you can't just drop that title casually there's got to be a reason for that
0: you have to because i think originally we both thought it was called dark as night Mm -hmm. and then realized that it was not um and yeah no they definitely lean into that that title it is titled that for a reason which we will be getting into in just a moment but i was also kind of excited for us to get into another vampire movie um because especially another black vampire movie because blackula was it's it's been almost a year since blackula almost. since we discussed blackula but, like
1: yeah that's like right around the corner isn't it
0: yeah it's almost almost february Um, black history month let's go black history month so we are coming upon the one year anniversary of our discussion of blackula and so it was kind of nice to dive into another movie like this because i mentioned this a lot we don't really do vampire movies too too often um and i really enjoyed talking about blackula because it was kind of a nice meld of some racial issues with vampires, and this movie is, is probably going to end up being kind of a similar conversation, but a more modern take on it. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I was really excited when when I was like halfway through this movie, and I was like, okay, I see what we're like, I get what we're doing here. Yeah. So I was excited for the conversation.
1: Same. I was also excited too that it was also you know it was kind of funny too like this one. It's not like a straight up horror comedy, but it definitely has like the comedic side to it as well. And I know we cover like a lot of pretty heavy films on the podcast, so it's always refreshing when one of the movies likes to make you laugh while also terrifying
0: mm-hmm. you. It's a little bit on the sillier side. Um, but I wanted to mention this because this is not something I didn't know until I watched this is that. This is part of Welcome to the Blumhouse film series that came out in 2020 and then also 2021. And what I didn't realize, though, is that it, it's a series very similar to what he did with Into the Dark. Like it's it's part of all the movies that come out are all under that like series. And it's almost like an anthology. And this movie falls underneath that umbrella i didn't know that so that makes me wonder if maybe they are done with into the dark and they're doing this welcome to the blumhouse thing with amazon instead
1: mm-hmm. it's a possibility it really
2: is it's a
0: possibility because it's similar it's their movie length um and they each have, obviously, they're not all going off of a holiday, but they each have some kind of a theme that it seems like the movies are going with. I've only watched one other movie that is a Welcome to the Blumhouse movie, and that was Black Box.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was part of it, too, wasn't it?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was. Yeah. And that was when that came out in the 2020 when they were, like, first doing it. So I didn't really know what it was. But. That makes me, I'm like, okay, I, I mean, I'm cool. If this is what they're doing instead of Into the Dark, at least they're continuing it in some way. Right. But if this is the new thing, I'm not going to lie, I'm going to miss Into the Dark.
1: There is like, yeah, I do have an attachment to the Into the Dark series. <laughs> um. But I don't think this is the worst direction to go if that is true. Um, mm-hmm. But I don't know. Uh, Mr. Blum, do you want to hit us up and let us know what you're thinking? What's going on? Yeah. Uh, what's the word?
0: Can you, can you let us? Yeah, Jason. Can we get you on the next episode? Uh, thank you so much. We'll be in contact with your agent. You don't have an agent. <laughs> I don't know how that works. Well, <laughs> I we'll, don't know. What we'll producers come up to your house, have. and we'll
1: stand outside with a sign, and hopefully you won't ignore us.
0: <laughs> you up? <laughs> you up. We'll hit you with the Into you up the dark text. season three. <laughs> <laughs> um, but. Without further ado, I think it's time for us to sink our teeth into Black as Night. I also oh. think it's time for me to retire that <laughs> <laughs> that segue that I use for every single vampire movie that we talk no about. No
1: way. It's tradition now. <laughs> are you kidding me, Erica?
0: Yeah, yeah that's true.
1: <laughs> All right, homies, we are entering into spoiler territory, so you have been warned. But today we are talking about Black as Night. This movie came out in 2021 and was directed by Marit Lee Go, written by Sherman Payne, starring Asia Cooper as Shauna, Fabrizio Guido as Pedro, Mason Baychamp as Chris, and Abby Gale as Grana.
3: It's summertime in the city of New Orleans and best friends Shauna and Pedro are excited to spend time together before the start of a new school year. That is, until Shauna is attacked by a pack of homeless vampires, her mother is killed, and she is sucked into a bloody conflict centuries in the making. Now it is up to Shauna and company to hunt down the vampires who attacked her and her mother but will they be strong enough to stop them all on their own? Insert garlic powder smoke bombs. Bloody Bayou beatdowns. And underappreciated house plants here. Our film concludes with Shauna and friends gearing up and setting out into the vampire-filled streets of New Orleans to put an end to this all-you-can-eat homeless buffet before it's too late. Also, Jamal, be nice to your sister. Roll credits.
0: But honestly... All these boys, all the boys in this movie need to be a little bit nicer. I mean, they get there mm-hmm. by the end of it. They
1: learn their lesson once you know their lives are on the line, but before then,
0: before then, they were really they were really working on my nerves a little <laughs> bit.
1: <laughs> well, uh Erica talk to me then. Uh please let me know what is in your notebook.
0: Okay. So my first note was it's it's giving a bit. Twilight was the first note. It's that giving I a bit. Twilight because look, you can't. <laughs> I hate how much Twilight has. It just it has just scraped itself into my brain, and there's just certain things about those that series, but especially that those movies that I just cannot ever forget, and that certain like you know i'll see things and i'm like it's a little twilight mm-hmm. and, uh, and this opening feels like that because we cut to this shot of the vampires and they're moving just and they keep moving really fast around our homeless man that they're about to attack. Mm
2: -hmm. And
0: the way that it's set up, it reminds me of a scene from the first Twilight where this guy's on a boat and the vampires are moving really fast around him. And every time he turns around, they're gone. Like, it it felt like that. And then they cut over to the vampires and the the main guy in this Destiny's Child triangle (laughs) formation, (laughs) the Beyonce, we shall say, of the vampire formation, he was giving me laurent he had the he had the dreads he had the chocolatey skin and it i was like okay I don't want this to remind me of Twilight. And I hate that things remind me of it so much. But that's all I could think about when I saw this part. And I was like, damn, damn, damn.
1: If it helps you feel any better, um, I have never watched Twilight all the way through. And I still Mm. know exactly what character (laughs) you're talking about.
0: (laughs) Because I hate that he is like that model for that you know the but it just reminded me so much of him and it's a i mean it's a fine it's a fine opening i feel like that made it i just i made it silly to me because i kept comparing it to that which is maybe not totally fair but at Mm -hmm. the same time i think that that's because i do sort of wish I'm going to, okay, first of all, let me just say this. I don't know if I like this movie. Um, (laughs) It's okay. It's okay. I, Mm -hmm. I like certain parts of it a lot more, but I think as a whole, I'm not quite convinced that I had the best time watching this movie. And I feel like I say... I'm not quite convinced because I really, really wanted to. I really, Mm -hmm. really wanted to like this movie. And I feel like I was trying to make myself enjoy it more than I actually was. Um, But I one of the things that I do wish they had done differently was the vampires, because it I don't think I would have compared it to Twilight if they weren't the same as vampires that I feel like we always get. It's like they're fast and we always see them in blur and they move really wild and crazy. And then their teeth do not fit their mouths um, at all.
1: I think that was (laughs) their, at least, I don't know if it was the direction of the makeup department, but that was their biggest veering away from the standardized vampire was Mm -hmm. the teeth. They went with more of the, like, ghoulish teeth or, like, everything (laughs) sharp sort of vibe. Which, you know, I I give y'all credit for doing something at least a little bit different there. But, yeah, I think I would have honestly just preferred the fangs at the end of the
0: day. It would have looked better. I Mm -hmm. think the full teeth looks... It, it, it just looked made like walking
1: it, piranhas, bro.
0: Yeah, that made it feel a little bit goosebumps to me. <laughs> like it felt very Canadian, made for kids TV. Just because it it doesn't. It's just not. And that's not a, their fault. I think when you you have to think of. You know when you do things like that and pieces like that that are going to be going into people's mouths it's not going to fit everybody's mouth so it's Mm going to look okay on some people and it's going to look not great on other people and that's just kind of the nature of it and so some people it's it's not that big of a deal but for the laurent um for Mister Laurent, it did look a little silly. It does not fit his mouth as much as I would have loved for the <laughs> for it to fit his mouth, and it's unfortunate because we get a lot of close ups of this man about to bite into people, and I mm-hmm. was like, "Honey, you t- your teeth. <laughs> we got, we have to do something about these."
1: The other thing too is like we have this like variant of the of the vampire teeth, right? But then every time you get a close-up of somebody who gets attacked, they have the they have the two they have the two bite, you know, like the standard like I sucked your blood, blah, uh, mm. sort of vampire bite. So it doesn't match the fact that they have these piranha teeth because somehow <laughs> when they bite you, only two of them suckers make it into your neck. And I just don't understand the uh, right. scientific logic there of mm. how that works
0: right because it's like okay are we doing piranha 3d or are we doing dracula we can't have both <laughs> You <laughs> we can't, can't have, have both. both we have to we simply must choose
1: now the thing um, i do respect though is how my man marvin was willing to die for his cans i i put some respect <laughs> no. on man's name he was he was willing to go out that night mm-hmm. for them cans
0: Yeah, Marvin is going to bat and and I mean I will say I think that this opening does portray pretty well the environment that is going to be a huge set piece of this Mm -hmm. and perhaps the people that we will encounter there because I I, it makes a lot more sense after once that scene has passed and and we meet Shauna and she kind of gives us the low down about what um Um, Ombro is. Yeah.
1: Oh, also with the whole Twilight thing, her doing the like narration over everything that's happening (laughs) probably wasn't helping with that comparison for you, I'm sure.
0: Right. Because we get him and then she comes in and she's like, like, let me tell you about myself. That was the summer. (laughs) Yeah. That was the summer. I I grew breasts and I fought vampires. And I was like, (laughs) okay, Miss Bella, (laughs) thank you. Summer. This one started out just like the last one and the one before that. Taking the bus to the quarter, sneaking up onto some bougie hotel rooftop, and watching my best friend Pedro get a tan. We didn't know it yet, but this summer, this summer was about to be
2: very, very different. Different ain't even the word. Guess what I'm trying to say is, this summer, the summer my whole world got like messed up beyond belief. The summer I got breasts, that was the same summer I fought
4: vampires. I can't bring myself to regret the decision to leave home. I would miss Phoenix. I'd miss the heat. I would miss my loving, erratic, harebrained mother. And her new husband
3: guys come on i love you both we got a plane to catch
4: but they want to go on the road so i'm gonna spend some time with my dad and this will be a good thing i think
0: which what did you think of the narration i mean look
1: the narration thing <laughs> it's hard because it's very much a case-by-case basis i think it mm-hmm. works better in movies like this where there's some level of comedy to it i think in any kind of movie where it's taking itself super seriously it doesn't work for me but in this one i can't say that it fully worked for me but it didn't take me out like i didn't mind it because i did think that the narration still fit the tone of things that were happening um it just made it feel very much like you know teenage vampire movie like it really yeah it really puts you in that mindset
0: it made it it makes it brings like a, a juvenile aspe- aspect to it it mm-hmm. really d- makes you feel like oh okay this yeah this is a little bit of a younger kind of uh, we we uh, yeah it definitely feels like this but it's, it's weird it's like a diary it, it, entry you know yeah It makes it feel like it's aimed at a younger audience but the movie still doesn't feel that way like there's some very adult moments in this movie but i i think the narration works very well in or works fine in certain spots and then in other spots i wish they wouldn't have done the narration i wish they would have just let the movie do the talking Mm -hmm. rather than have her come over it like when we when we meet um Yakubo, and we hear his backstory. I was like, why couldn't he say this stuff? Why is she narrating the story that he's telling her mm-hmm. right now? <laughs> yeah, that I was like, what is happening? Do we not like this man's voice? But then he started talking after it was because at first I was like, oh, he must be like a silent character. Mm-hmm. But oh, no, wait, the narration You mean, you
1: mean, uh, you mean Tunde?
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Tunde. Yeah. yeah. Sounds
1: like uh, Yakubo. He didn't speak very much, but I did love that character. We'll get to him. I know.
0: We'll get to him. But no, no, sorry. Yes. Tunde. Because, yes, I thought he was going to be like a silent, imposing figure. But then she stops narrating and he immediately starts talking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was like, oh, so you do speak and you speak and you have a great voice. So why didn't you tell me that story? I
1: mean, like, I get it, but I, I, I don't know, dude, I think. At that point, we were so deep into the movie with so much of her narration that it almost would have been jarring to hear him suddenly take over and be like, "Okay, now let me tell you my story." Like, come in. I'm like, "This is I don't know about this."
0: <laughs> I wanted to hear Tune Day spit a little something. I don't know. <laughs> I was I was digging it. I don't
1: know. It just sounded like Erica just may or may not have had a thing for Tune Day <laughs> after is- he made his appearance.
0: I was like, "Speak to me, Tunji," and he did <laughs> in a minute. It took a minute, <laughs> but you know, you know, it is what it is. Mm. But yet, back so once we hear from her, kind, you know, the the people that live within this housing development, I think that it, you know, the, the opening makes a lot of sense because we come to realize that it's basically where everybody who kind of can't get ahead in life it's like they it's like they just took all of the excess of the city and put it into this area and we're like good luck which I mean is how it is in life and also I will say I love New Orleans as a backdrop for a movie I think it's so rich and there's so much it's just so interesting like everything about it is interesting Mm -hmm. and because i have i have family that lives in new orleans my entire mom's side of the family is from new orleans and still live there so like i i haven't been lately because of life but before that i went almost every single year and would go visit them and i always thought oh my god new orleans is like This would be the perfect place to film something so anytime i see it as a backdrop in a movie or a tv show i'm like i'm on board um so i was excited about that Mm -hmm. and for the most part i think they use it well i mean a lot of we do get you know kind of the same locations but when it does go to the streets i think that they use it well
1: yeah no i agree i think that the um I think that the location and the setting of this movie are some of the best parts, in my opinion. Um, I think that although this is leaning on the more humorous side for a good chunk of it, um, like you said, it does tackle some really um, more adult themes and ideas throughout it. And I think that setting, using New Orleans as a backdrop, was a smart choice there because in this movie we're tackling things from drug abuse to the loss of like the housing projects and like what that how that affects homelessness um and even using something like hurricane katrina as a thematic backdrop i think was very smart on their part because like as soon as we'll, we'll talk about that a little bit more later but as soon as it got into that portion um it was like a It was almost like a slap in the face because like that was something that I hadn't really thought about in years, even though it's something that, you know, we lived through. Um, It was such a huge thing at the time. And I think since we're a little bit removed from it at this point, um, it's easy to not like think about it, especially if you're not in the area that was affected. Right. Um, But it plays like a major role in this film. And I think that. um, The. The adult themes that they do pick and choose to um, include in this story, I think they're included actually very well. I think that they're mixed into the narrative very well. um, And I like that they ultimately affect various parts of the story. That was something that I enjoyed watching this.
0: Mm -hmm. I think the only one that I didn't love the way that it was played throughout was the colorism i think that was the only one that i didn't it felt like
2: i can see that
0: it didn't it i feel like the other ideas like the displacement from hurricane katrina and yeah like the drug use and kind of this feeling of oh it's um the have-nots versus the the haves Mm -hmm. and even also to the this idea of kind of history is always going to. We always think that we're going to be the ones that make the change, but it, it's just a repetition, and no change really happens. Even that, I thought was was done well, and I liked the the way it paid off. The colorism, on the other hand, I did not like how that s- story got wrapped up. It. It felt odd to me. It, it felt a little bit too like, and now everything's great. It was, <laughs> and now and it now was
1: she, fifty. It was fifty fifty for me. Honestly, I, I I hear you, and I I agree with you for the most part. I think that the ultimate payoff for it um wasn't the best, and I think it's just because it felt like out of all the things that this movie tries to tackle, because this movie does try and tackle quite a bit. Like it's got a pretty full plate in terms of like themes is trying to wrap up by the end i think that unfortunately was one of the ones that didn't make sense to the story and certain aspects of it but wasn't prevalent enough in the things that were happening in this particular moment to warrant including it you know what i mean like right the it's like her being her being darker skin than other people does matter in the story to some degree but not to the de- not to the degree where we needed every like 30 minutes a reminder that she's struggling with um her complexion and how she feels about that like not to not to not to take away from that as like a conversation or anything like that like that is a real conversation and a real thing that a lot of people deal with on a daily basis, especially younger people. And I know like our main character here is supposed to be like around like 15, I want to say, like 15, 16.
0: Uh, Yeah, it seems like it. Mm -hmm.
1: And so like at that age, I do get that being a thing because like even like I felt that long ago when I was younger, thankfully I've grown out of it and accepted that black is beautiful, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But like it's one of those conversations that although it's an important conversation, It just felt a little foreign here outside of the one plot point that because she was darker skinned, it gave her the ability to walk in sunlight potentially, you know, like that, that was the only really major factor in terms of this movie where I think that theme was prevalent Um, for the rest of it. It just seemed like something that was added in as extra that she was just Mm -hmm. dealing with on the side.
0: Because and I think I was so bummed about that because I was excited for that to be a subplot because we all we've seen many, many times the racism played, you know, tackled in movies, but from the opposite race. But colorism is so rampant within the black community. And I was excited that that was what was happening here, especially with a
1: title like Black is Night.
0: Right, right. And it's like, okay, everybody who's who's talking about her skin and how it's too dark and et cetera, et cetera, are all black, right? They're all it's her brother. It's Chris to a certain degree in the beginning. It's these people that should be lifting her up and instead are making her feel less than. And I thought I was like, that's great. Thank you. Yes, let's talk about that. And then and then it's like, oh, well, I knew a girl who had, yeah, like I knew a girl once who had skin darker than yours, and she was beautiful. And then all of a sudden, everyone's like, "You're beautiful, Shawna." Yeah. And it's like, Wait a minute. It's like hold I, on. <laughs> yeah. Wait. It was that easy? Now that's it. That's it.
3: Only vampires with an ample supply can endure the light. It's like a superpower. And you make a good vampire, then Wesley. Why do you call her that? Because she mad, black, like Wesley Smith. When I was a boy, long before I was like this, in my village, there was what you might call a princess. The chief's daughter. Her skin was as dark as the nighttime ocean. All of the other girls were envious and spent hours in the sun trying to look just like her. She was the most beautiful girl I have ever seen. You are not unlike her. Your brother or anyone in your presence should consider themselves very lucky. I agree with Tunde. You're beautiful. Yeah,
0: me too it's your sister dude you're telling me all you needed was tune day to come in give a little speech and now everybody wants to be like oh i always thought shauna was beautiful it's like well now hold on (laughs) because i think that if the the thing is oh yes because she has dark because she has darker skin and so she has more melanin that is helpful to vampires right you yeah. can you can go out in the sun which i I, I will say
1: i really like that idea like that idea was was clever to me and i did think that like oh that's a cool notion that vampires over time um became able to walk in the sun just over you know evolution etc cetera, etc cetera. and it makes sense to me that melanin being something that helps certain vampires do that quicker than other vampires, that all tracks. Like, I'm cool with all that. It's just it wasn't it wasn't prevalent to the story at the end right. of the day. And I think that's where I find issue with it.
0: Right. And that's what I mean. Like, that, I feel like, should have been the thing. Mm-hmm. Like, that's what they should have focused more on, is that as a vampire, may, that is almost what you wish you could be and wish you could do. And so that gives you power and even this idea that because um, some of these vampires have i mean, not really that many of them, but because some of these vampires have lived for so long that the that they do have this feeling of oh, no, darker skin is beautiful because they haven't over the years, you know, like been influenced maybe by thinking the opposite like maybe that is so important to them so they really do put darker skinned women and men up on a pedestal type of type of a thing i feel like that's what they should have focused on and so then all of the vampires should have felt that way and then the humans kind of had to learn that throughout and that's not the case because even la Lefrak. little little busted ass Lafrac had the audacity <laughs> <laughs> had the audacity to say something about how dark her complexion was mm-hmm. and so i i do agree with you i liked that idea and i feel like that should have been the thing that was important and that should have been the thing that made shauna feel empowered and made her feel good and not just being like oh yeah it's pretty and then everyone's like Tunde, you're kind of (laughs) right. Like, okay.
1: Yeah, it's a a great idea, and I'm glad that it's something that the writer and director wanted to include in this story. I am, because I do think that that's something that needs to be put to the forefront more, Mm -hmm. and I think it's something that does need to be explored more because, again, a lot of people struggle with this. Um, It's just for this particular story, I think that it... um, It fell to the wayside, and it's unfortunate that it did because it's such an important conversation.
0: Yes. Um, Agreed. And so I guess we can get into the characters a little bit. Speaking of them, Mm -hmm. um, how did you feel about the characters and their progression kind of throughout this film?
1: I, I was like okay with it. I think my two my two favorites were definitely Shauna and Pedro. I actually really liked them as a pairing. I liked their friendship together for the most part. There is some uh, this is stuff we're going to talk about towards the end. Yeah. Um, but, <laughs> but overall, I actually did like them as a pairing. Um, I thought that Pedro was actually a very interesting character that I almost wish we got to see more of. Because yeah. um, it, it kind of sucked because he was stuck in this kind of sidekick role for the entire movie. Um, but every time we got little glimpses into his life, his life was so interesting. And like, I wanted to mm-hmm. know more about his family. I want to know more about this, like this, like we talk about he's gotten into this really prestigious school. I want to know more about that journey. And like, there was a lot about that character that I wanted to know more about that, couldn't really get to know more about because we just, I guess, didn't have time for it within the context of this movie. Um, But I did enjoy that their friendship for the most part felt very dynamic and real for me. I like that they got along very well, but there were times that they didn't. And I like the parts that we got to explore and see them bicker a little bit along with being nice with each other. There's like no friendship is always, like we're always happy with each other, right? So it's always nice when you include the other side to that um
0: mm-hmm. well and i feel like especially for them it definitely felt like more of a brother sister friendship
2: mm-hmm. so
0: it didn't feel crazy to me that they would have these moments of kind of getting on each other's nerves and then turning right in, right around and it all being okay yeah like that didn't feel out of the question no
1: it it didn't feel forced or anything Mm -hmm. it felt very natural to me and i also really enjoyed that like most of the characters were really down bad about helping shauna when she needed help
2: i'm saying
1: i was like damn get you some friends that'll do what shauna's friends will do for her because they're all ready to put their entire lives on the line for her and so i enjoyed seeing that um do I think maybe Shauna abused that a tiny yes. bit? Yes, she um did. yes, but mm-hmm. she uh, did. Mm-hmm. overall i I liked the character's introduction, and I didn't mind them. Um, I didn't mind our main group, really, um throughout the course of the movie. Um, i ahead. I flip flopped a little bit with the with the character of um <clears throat> of Chris and um. Poor little Grena, Uh you got wrapped up in some shit. Maybe you shouldn't have been wrapped up in. Mm-hmm. Um, but overall, I like the group. I, I will say, I, I, I don't think it was the perfect group, but I enjoyed them.
0: Yeah, I really and in- I agree with you. Pedro was actually my favorite character. Because, yes, he's very, there's so much going on behind the scenes with his character that is so complex. So complex. And, yes, I wish we got a little bit more. We were able to, like, scratch a little bit more below the surface. But at the same time, I kind of enjoy this character that is obviously has so much going on and who always has this sunny disposition that they put off to the world. Because it always kind of felt like, he allowed Shauna's problems to be more important than his and not necessarily in a a way where it was like, oh, she was overtaking his life, but more so in a way where he just kind of accepted the way that things were and wanted to be supportive and loyal. And that was the most important thing to him. And then throughout the movie, he kind of realizes that it, he can put himself first type of mm-hmm. a thing. Yeah. Which, mm, you know, as soon as he makes that realization, I think we all knew what, what was going to happen, <laughs> but it is what it is. Um, yeah. Paid, so, yeah, I really enjoyed Pedro. Thought he was a lot of fun. And I actually, so, Grania, Grania, what
1: I, uh, I call I call her grana, grain, but it's, I don't know, Grania? Grania.
0: My girl G. Mm-hmm. My girl G.
1: We'll call her my girl my G. My girl
0: G. It's like one of those things I, I'll hear it all the way through the movie and I'm like, I know exactly how to say it. And then as soon as we get to the recording, I'm like, I'm.
1: Look, I
0: mm.
1: <laughs> I thought it was of the entire movie, and then I saw how it was spelled, and then it made me question everything. You may
0: be right. It's, I mean it's something like that. But our girl G, um, I think that she is actually a really fun character too, because mm-hmm. She feels like, and this is where I get kind of the scream thing is she feels like the Randy, right? She's the one with the information. She is the one who is the expert and she is so ready and excited to finally deal with vampires in real life until she's actually in the situation. And she realizes that everything that she imagined was just that. It was imagination. It was watching a movie and saying, oh, I could be in that situation. And then when you're really in it and it's real life and it's serious, that's not at all what you were wanting. And I thought that that was really smart and really fun. I liked what they did with her character. It made so much sense to me where she ended up that she eventually got to the point where she was like, hey, it's just not for me. Like I, I'm, mm-hmm. re- I'm okay. I'm gonna go home. I loved <laughs> that. I thought that made a lot of sense, and yeah. I appreciated that they brought her in and had her be a part of it, and were we got that information through someone. But that, and she felt integral to the operation, but she knew when to bow out. She knew when to say, "Hey, this isn't for me," and I, I thought that was. I thought that was the best thing they could have done with her character.
1: Mm-hmm, 100% agreed, yeah. I think they handled her very, very well. And yeah, she did, she brought something to the group dynamic outside of just the vampire knowledge that I think really helped flesh out the group as a whole. hmm And, like, I didn't mind her. And, like, at first I thought that I would, but after she really became, like, a member of the group, I was like, oh, no, I actually really like her. She's super cool.
0: Yeah, she's cool. Chris is okay they didn't give him much to do he's just there
1: yeah chris is chris is a strange character for me because i he's not my favorite but i'm not sure how much of that is just like my personal feelings and how much of that is how the character was written because like his character overall you know he's the he's the hot jock guy who ultimately figures out, like, oh, these guys aren't so bad. I could be friends with these guys. And hey, that girl, she's actually kind of pretty. I could date that girl. Like, we've Mm -hmm. seen this character of Chris before in every teenage movie ever. Right. Um, So it's like, he's not, like, a far reach in terms of, like, who is this guy? Um, I think my biggest issue with him is I think they let him be mysterious and brooding for too long. I think we should have known what was going on underneath the surface for Chris way sooner than we find out.
0: I completely agree. Because the thing about Chris is whereas in other movies that I've seen his character cause his character feels the most lifted from a teen rom-com type of character. Mm-hmm. But because he's really
1: just the eye candy for half the movie. He truly
0: is. And he's Shauna is obsessed with him. She, she really is like all about him and That's what we know of him for a long time is just that, you know, he's the hot older guy. And I think where other movies would have made his character when we first meet his character, what might have helped a little bit is if we saw him be more influenced maybe by those around him to try and act a certain way. But when we first meet him, he really does seem like just an asshole and nobody's making him be that way. Like, he just kind of is. And then, but then the next time we meet him, because of the circumstances, he's a little bit nicer. It it just, I think for everybody, and Shauna even feels the same way in the movie, is for everybody, it's like, why are you doing this like why are you here why are you still here why do you still want to help and you're right we they hold their cards too close to their vest for too long so I'm he's just a question mark for 75 percent of the movie and finally when we flip it over and we get to see why he's really there it's like at that point in time, I, that's the thing I'm the least worried about. Like, yeah. Because at <laughs> that like, point in time, I'm pressing like, we, yeah, we've got more important things going on. So by the time they finally let us know what's going on, I'm like, Chris, I couldn't care less about mm-hmm. what is happening in your life right now. I hate to say that, but like, we've got a big situation happening right now. Yeah. So, yeah, it's unfortunate. But I mean, he's not bad like I'm not I was happy that he was there he he works in the situation as well but he could have been just as good as Pedro and G if they had allowed us to get a little bit more in his head I mean we learn more about G than we learn about Chris and she's only in it for like 15 minutes compared (laughs) to his hour and 15 that he's in it
1: (laughs) yeah it's very true so it's like I don't I dislike the character for anything that he was really like doing. It was just more so how he was handled. I was like, it just seemed unfortunate because yeah, we have such complex characters and other characters. And he has his own complexity too. But yeah, like we said, you don't really get to see that for most of the movie, which is unfortunate.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: Um I did like um with the with the parents, I did like the dynamic of Shauna's parents.
2: Mm-hmm. Um,
1: I liked the dad. I thought the dad served his dad role really, really well. Um, he did everything that I assumed his character would do, mm-hmm. and I thought that the mom actually served as a really nice and complex catalyst for Shauna as a whole. Um, I think one of my first notes actually was that the introduction of her mom is like really heartbreaking um mm-hmm. especially because it puts like it puts such a really close lens on like the destructive nature of drug abuse and like what it does to families. Um, and I appreciate the fact that although the character, when we like first meet her, she gets presented as just like this drug addict, right? She has nuance and she is still a complex character um, underneath the surface. It's just, you have to get that in little pieces and, like, little clues throughout the movie. Like, Mm -hmm. and, I mean, you don't, you kind of don't have a choice there because she dies, like, the next, like, we see her one scene and then she's dead the next scene. So it's like, you don't really get a lot of time with her. But for the little time that we do have with her, I still feel like we really got to know that character by the time the movie was Mm -hmm. over.
0: And I feel like her character was a good example of a character where you you're right we learn we meet her in a certain state and we get to learn things about her later on that kind of put her in a different light but i feel like her character was a good way of showing more so than like what Ombro was is showing the devastating effects that hurricane katrina has years and years and years on and the way that that can maybe that changed the way that people were living. And it's so it's so much more than, oh, I lost my house and now I have to get a new one. It's it was devastating. And there's lasting effects to that. And I feel like her mom was a good example of that. And so you really do under it helps you to understand why there's so much more to that area and and that's what Shauna learns later on, right? Is there's so much more to that area than what is on the surface. She looks at it and she sees this place of, you know, oh, well, it's all drug dealers and and drug addicts. And mm-hmm. that's all that is. But she doesn't see that there's a history behind it. And I feel like that's also kind of a theme throughout this is there's a history behind things that we don't always get to see because we're taking things as they are at their face value. I mean, even with Babanu, there's a history. That's a character that we see all throughout the movie. And we think such a specific thing about him just from what we see. And -hmm. then we find out later, there's all this other stuff going on beneath the surface that has a history that we just have to be made aware of. So yeah, I mean, I I thought the mom character was really, was really great i i do like the way that they played her and shauna's relationship but then also her brother has such a different mindset about it and then the dad has such a different mindset because they've all had different experiences her brother is older and so he's and he used to live in the house that got destroyed in katrina and shauna wasn't even born yet. Yeah. And so he has a totally different experience than the dad who has known the mom, you know, and and knows exactly what she used to be like.
1: Yeah, yeah I, and... loved, I did love that the dad didn't hate the mom. Um, right. I, I actually I really like how they handled that between those two characters where he's just like, Yes, yeah, she has issues. And there's only, like, there's only so much you can do when she's like going through her own thing. But every time he spoke of her, it never like he never spoke of her with malice or anything like Mm -hmm. that. He was very like matter of fact about that situation.
0: Yeah, he Um, was understanding mm because he knew he knew there was so much more to it than just oh, she's you know a crack addict and this is just who she is. And have you have you ever seen (laughs) um, that that Medea movie? That's like by uh, Diary of a Mad Black Woman
1: i'm sure i have in some capacity it's hard to say because they all blend together they're all the same but
0: uh, (laughs) that that their little thing made me remind reminded me of a plot from that movie where it's like there's a mom in there and she's like addicted to drugs and then the dad has a daughter and he's like the mom keeps popping up and then there's this part where they're in the church and the mom comes in and she's like she's singing because she's like off of drugs now and mm-hmm. she like walks into the church and she's like yeah like she's singing <laughs> the gospel music and I don't know why this relationship I thought something was gonna happen with a mom like that <laughs> so imagine my surprise <laughs> when
1: she falls when out she of a window into off.
0: flame <laughs> yeah because in my head I'm like oh she's gonna have her like come to Jesus moment <laughs> mm-hmm. and then now she ju- she jumps out of a window because she catches on fire like two scenes later
1: (laughs) i will give them this i didn't expect them to kill off the mom as quick as they did that did catch me by surprise
0: yeah i was like uh, because when she went in there And that was a good scene. I I thought they did a good job of building up the tension in that scene because Mm -hmm. there's all these little things. It's like she's she's panting and she's sweaty, but maybe she's on drugs. And then you realize that her necklace is gone. And then you're like, did she sell it for drugs? Or, Mm -hmm. you know, like there's all these moments where you think, okay, no, maybe she's just back on drugs or is still on drugs. I don't think she really stopped, but maybe she's on drugs and then the moment that you see that she's been bitten and you're like oh yeah this is not gonna go this is probably not gonna go well but for a while in this movie you don't know the you don't know like the state of what being a vampire is like in this universe because Mm -hmm. in other movies vampires can be human if at times they they can kind of play it off and they're Mm -hmm. not just i mean sometimes they are but they're not always just oh i i'm gonna attack right away and so it's not until this moment when you really see okay these new vampires at least they can't control themselves at all they are just Attack is their first yeah. instinct, and this is the first instance that you get of that. So I I enjoyed that too of it being her mom that we we see that with. And I will say, I think the emotional moments with Shauna are awesome. Like mm-hmm. when she's mourning her mom and she's mourning Pedro, those she's great. Like the, mm-hmm. those moments are fantastic. Um. She's not my favorite character though she's not she's not I I, I like things Shauna. about her yeah Shauna mm-hmm. is I like things about her but as I, a whole she's not my favorite
1: <laughs> I feel that I liked Shauna as a character honestly I did not like the decision making that Shauna would do
0: she's very and, selfish
1: yeah and like she's she's like that that borderline selfish where it's like she'll give you the option to not help her but she's not really giving you the option to not help her mm-hmm. you know what i mean it's like your best friend going looking at you the eye and I'd be like yeah i'm about to go like risk my life um doing this thing it's kind of like a me thing that i gotta do right i may i may or may not die you don't have to come you
0: can go home yeah you don't yeah. have to be here but and, like help
1: would be great because you know I might die. But you know it's it's whatever. Like it was that kind of vibe <laughs> where I was like,
0: "Girl, use a lot of
1: your friend favors in the in these three yeah. however many days the shit takes it's place." Like, I
0: see why Pedro's your only friend, and <laughs> you don't have a whole gang behind you. Oh, and she's. I, she, she confuses me at times. She, she's a very nuanced character. She has a lot of facets to her, which I appreciate. But I think in this movie that they were trying to make it where she starts off meek and then she mm-hmm. gets stronger throughout the movie. But it does not feel that way. I didn't feel like she was meek when she started. I I don't think she had this the journey that they advertised it as her having because i'm pretty sure in the thing they make it they even say like the description they're like a shy teenager has to like g- gross confidence as she battles vampires or something like that was mm-hmm. like the the description but she's she's always walking alone she's always she'll she'll yell at people if they're looking at her she's very strong and bold and yeah. and brash but she's just a little quiet and she doesn't like showing off her body. And so that makes me feel like and she's nervous around Chris, but it's like uh that's not weird. Like I don't think that that's makes her meek or anything like that. Nah,
1: Cuz like who doesn't get a little bit a little bit cheesy around their crush, you know? Yeah, yeah, granted that, that. That scene was painful to watch.
2: Oh,
0: yeah.
1: That that was that just like you could taste that awkward in the air. I was mm-hmm. like, oh.
0: Yeah, that was oof, rough.
1: Shauna. <laughs> My note for that scene was literally just, oof, Shauna girl. That girl. was rough.
0: <laughs> you might have you needed to take, yeah, needed to take some time, I think, before you before you hopped into that conversation.
1: Yeah, but like outside of that, and then maybe how she was handling her relationship with her mom, which I don't even know if that would fall under that umbrella because mm-hmm. like she was just navigating the factual relationship that she had to navigate with her. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I agree with you. I think for the most part, her character didn't really change so much as we just saw more of her character the longer we spent with her. Right. Uh, Seemed to be more the vibe.
0: Yes. And I, which is fine, but I do think it would have been really awesome to see her. To because they have that moment with her and Pedro where he's like, if you can battle vampires, then I can go to this, I can, you know, deal with some white people in Texas or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, but she never for never once does she have fear or hesitation about going against these vampires. From the minute her mom burst into flames like a s'mores. She is in it. She's like, I'm doing this. I'm killing these vampires, which, you know, is makes sense revenge-wise. But I wish yeah. we saw a, just a little hesitation from her or a little bit of
1: nah, she uncertainty.
0: Was full or... on, on
1: her blade shit.
0: Yeah, she really She's like immediately Buffy the Vampire Slayer. <laughs> and that's but even that's what because even Buffy the vampire slayer was scared when she like Mm -hmm. first started slaying and that's interesting and I I know it's silly it's meant to be silly and ridiculous and and everyone's kind of meant to be like ready to go but Pedro ends up kind of picking up all of the slack for the should we be doing this type of thing and I would have loved to see a little bit from Shauna because that is a freaking crazy situation like it's nuts. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: Yeah it, it it really is, and I think like I think a lot of that came with the with the Marvin scene, right? When like they're you know <laughs> handling their first zombie or zombie their first vampire. Yeah, um, which I loved the whole Marvin bit. I gotta be honest, I thought that that was, it was. There was something about Vampire Marvin, man. I don't know what it was, but he charmed the fuck out of me. Like
0: I felt so bad for him. Right? Like, I the, I was mad at Chris and Shauna in that scene because I'm like, he didn't want to be a vampire. He didn't ask to be <laughs> a vampire, and now you guys are just torturing the shit out of him mm-hmm. to. To get to this person that you you know you you assume he has information about, which he does. Which he does. Which he like does. They're, they're
1: correct about their assumptions about like his ability to move their plot forward. But yeah, homeboy was really minding his own business as far as we know. Mm-hmm. Like he says, he didn't turn anybody. We watched what happened to him, so we know that. He is kind of a victim of circumstance. But mm-hmm. yeah, for the most part, it just seemed like, yeah, he was a vampire. But, you know, he was a vampire doing his thing there. And they they went in there and be old Marvin's ass. Mm-hmm.
0: They were like, who do you work for? Basically. And we're just like <laughs>
1: the sponge burning Bob, him. You, <laughs> you got to ask him a question
3: first. What color is mine to wear?
0: <laughs> and it's like, okay, Marvin is yes he's a vampire and and of course you know i i I think that they knew that i have to give it up to that actor because i think he did an awesome job with that and i think that they knew that we the audience might feel bad for marvin so they made it where he attacked them and Mm -hmm. so she has to kill him in self-defense rather than killing him while murder. he's stuck to a chair, mm-hmm. which was a smart thing to do. I do love that scene though where, uh, or that moment after she stabs him and he doesn't immediately die. And oh everyone's my god, just I like... laughed
1: so hard at that. <laughs> <laughs> that, was that was so good. funny. Is like, oh, I'm okay? Uh, <laughs> what? Also, yes. I also really, really love that all the vampires just disappear into a poof of smoke. I don't know why that worked for me, but it really did.
0: Mm-hmm. The shriek. I thought that that was kind of a cool little element that I have not mm-hmm. seen, where they give off this like ear piercing shriek when they uh, before they die. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought that that was pretty cool as well. Yeah. Because, I mean, maybe it's been used before, but I've never seen it in a vampire movie before. Yeah,
1: not that I remember, but yeah, it it worked for me in that regard. Um, mm-hmm. so it was like. The vampires themselves, although they were nothing new and, like, the teeth was questionable, um, some of the other choices they made around them, I was like, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of cool with this. And, like, I do think, like, the one outside of just loving the poof, the poof of smoke, um, I think it matched the tone of the movie in terms of, like, things dying right. Because I'm like, it's it's a dark movie. It's still a horror movie, but it's, it's a lighter take on that Mm -hmm. and i think that aided in the overall tone of things because i i think i would prefer that than them like you know rotting their flesh away or some something a little bit more morbid right i think like the simplicity of they're just oh poof they're gone i was like i'm cool with that that works for me
0: Mm -hmm. i yeah i i do like that too i like the poof and i love that it's just they have ashes like all over them after Mm -hmm. they blow up but so we get through all this beginning bit where we're setting up the scene Mm -hmm. and one thing i do wish is for the moment like for the the timing of everything it works to bring tune day in a little bit later in that scene like it's it's a cool moment of of him coming out of nowhere and helping them but i do kind of wish that that had happened sooner i wish that Mm -hmm. he had him and his posse of vampires had been introduced sooner because it feels like by the time they get introduced then we don't really get anything with them We We see them one more time no there's just no time we see them once more killing a couple more vampires and then they're gone and i wish that they had been introduced in the scene where they Shauna uh, is uh, goes to the mansion to kill Lafrak mm-hmm. like I wish that they had also been there in some capacity or even a little bit before then and maybe he like tried to stop them from doing it but then she did it anyways and then he had to come and save them right because I like that idea of these like warring vampire Clans. Mm -hmm. I I think that's a cool idea, but it doesn't get utilized as much as I would have liked.
1: Nah, It really doesn't. And even after it gets introduced to it serves the purpose for the like scene that it serves. Right. But then Mm -hmm. after that, it kind of becomes an afterthought because the focus shifts immediately back to our main group. Mm -hmm. Um, And yeah, it's kind of a bummer because you you introduce these interesting characters that we're ultimately not going to get to spend enough time with to um, care about to any, um, you know, um, to any, uh, like, sizable... Degree. I can't think of, like, the right word yeah. to use here. But, like, we're, we're just not going to get to spend enough time with them to care. Mm-hmm. And um, it it brings up one of, like... Now, I, I will say while I was watching this movie although I didn't think it was perfect, I think I watched it with a a softer lens. Like, I wasn't as, like, critical watching Mm -hmm. this, especially whenever a movie's got humor to it. I tend to soften a little bit. Um, One plot point that really did bug me, and it bugged me in the moment, but I let it go because I wanted to see where the movie went. But after, you know, after we do the interrogation, we get everything set up about, like, what the characters are going to do, right? We have Mm -hmm. this big mastermind vampire that... They're planning to take out based on information they get that maybe taking him out will stop all of this, right?
3: I thought that
1: them going to the mansion and then having to go back was a mistake.
2: I, I did that. not
1: like that we made two trips there. Um yeah. because I feel like it it screwed with something in the pacing.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And I like it's I'm still trying to figure out what exactly it did. Um,
2: but it's just it like, breaks, it threw me off.
0: It breaks the action. It, it, it feels like there's too many like start and stops. It's like they're ramping up the action. And instead of just riding the ramp up all the way, they keep making all these pit stops. And so mm-hmm. you're like, okay, okay, okay. Can we, <laughs> what are we doing? Cause yeah, I, I, I completely agree with you. I think they should have flipped some things around. And that's why I almost wonder if. And I I did because I do like that idea of they think it's Lefrac, They think that's who they're after. Mm -hmm. And then they realize like, no, there's even even bigger vampire that we need to go after. But the way it unfolds, I think is it's it's like she gets there and she sees Keith David because, yes, Keith David is in this movie. Yes, he And I is. was very excited to see him in this. <laughs> um, but so she sees his character before she knows who he is and she feels kind of weird about it. And it's... And then she goes upstairs and has all that thing with the And it feels like this should be such a huge moment. They're in this house full of vampires and you can tell that something is off and something is wrong. And it feels weird to me that they just leave and go back to her house.
1: Yeah, you know what? That's really what it is, is I felt like we set up the mansion to be like the the apex, the climax. It just mm-hmm. felt way too easy. Like yeah. they they won they won that with like little to no issue. And I thought right. like that seemed weird for how much of a buildup we had to this moment. Because everything mm-hmm. in, in their plan just worked. Like there wasn't there wasn't <laughs> a single hitch in their plan until like the vampires followed them back. But like it just seems strange to me that this plan centuries in the making was just so easily foiled by two 16 year old girls and a couple you know canisters of garlic powder of like
0: garlic powder that are still in the like pizza shakers that they use at the yeah. <laughs> restaurants <laughs> no. um it's like they yeah. didn't
1: feel like there was enough conflict there and like yes LaFrag turned out not to be the biggest of the bads, right? So it's like, no, they're not done yet. Um, But even when we get to the big bad, it still feels like things happen a little too easily.
0: Everything feels really simple. And I also think, too, it feels odd to me that they would have even gone back to her house because you just broke into a... Vampire mansion. Mm-hmm. Your plan was only to kill Lefrac. You didn't plan to kill anybody else, and so you, sh- my, I, you know, they should have gone back to the warehouse that G has oh, her vampire yeah. stuff in. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it make would make more sense to me that they would go somewhere other than her house where her family is, and because that setting is not as dynamic. And so you have all this stuff unfolding in the house, which it just doesn't, it doesn't feel as exciting as if it had happened in the mansion. Mm-hmm. And then they they do my boy, Yukubu wrong. Right? Torture him for no reason. For no reason, he was for my favorite.
1: No- him, him walking in and being like, I missed the fight. I was uh, like, yeah. I love you. you <laughs> I and- hope you're more, you're a bigger role in this movie, but I love you. And unfortunately, nah, he just gets done dirty
0: yeah he's just living his life trying to protect these kids and they do him they burn him so they can (laughs) escape from the house and that's too a thing where it's like why wouldn't you when you get to the mansion i think i think this ending bit bothers me because we know we know that Tunde and his whole crew are also there, and I think they should have had more of a reason for them to be incapacitated in some way. And so then Shauna and her friends feel like they're the last defense. They're the right. only chance. Yeah. Because why would you get there and you know you have these people who can fight in the inside the mansion and rather than try and get some assistance, you just go straight you have three sticks in hand and mm-hmm. no plan, and you go straight into this fight. And so, because it's just them and they're so easily overpowered, the fight doesn't feel as dynamic as I would like for it to feel.
1: Yeah, because like when we get when when Tuesday arrives and like we get that whole vampire and vampire fight. Yeah, that's it's dope. awesome. It's mm-hmm. awesome because it makes sense. It's like, all right, we have a character that can match the power level of our of our antagonist, right? Um, our our main group is just kids. Like they yeah. are there there's n- they don't get any supernatural powers halfway through or anything like that. Like they're just kids. And it's because of that you know that there are just certain situations where it just wouldn't make sense for them to win, right? Mm-hmm. And so like, yeah, it does makes sense that something bad happens to Pedro because it was a dumb idea to go down there. Right. And it goes back to what I was saying about Sean as a character and like I didn't mind her character, but I just disliked the decision making because you have the information that there's like an underground tunnel underneath the mansion, right? Okay, that's cool, but you could have very easily just let uh let Yakubu know. That, hey, yeah, right. there's something that your crew don't know about this mansion that could help y'all out. Because when we cut to them at the mansion finishing people off. Two days, people ain't got no issues taking out <laughs> these vampires. They're handling no. them easy peasy. This is light no. work for them
0: not a single yes it truly is light where i mean they are slicing and dicing they're bored yeah they're they're just some of them are just standing there waiting their turn they're so bored they're like who else can we kill
1: like yes you're angry about what happened but like it doesn't make sense that you that you would go there based on what has happened previously Mm -hmm. on your own like like you said if there was something that like incapacitated our super powered um protagonists then yes it would make sense for you to take it into your own hands but because you just felt like you needed to do it mm-hmm. it 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 didn't work for me
0: especially because now if if they had done that right after they successfully did the mansion I would understand it so like if they had done their plan at the mansion and then right after that they had gone after him i'd say of course they think they can do this because that went so well mm-hmm. and so they think oh we're unstoppable that would make sense but considering They just had that fight with those vampires in her house, and none of them could protect themselves. None of them. I mean, Pedro was using cups, (laughs) and then (laughs) and G was using a painting, which was hilarious, which is hilarious, but showed them that they are not capable of fighting well. They when they don't when they don't have the upper hand, they are at a disadvantage. That is what they should have learned from that situation. So to have that happen and then them still go forward i'm like make it make sense because right now it doesn't so yeah we get to this ending battle immediately shauna and chris are knocked out (laughs) immediately within two steps they get taken out and pedro tries very valiantly to help shauna and is not able to and also pedro just dies so unceremoniously it Mm -hmm. just happens so quickly and nobody's even awake when it happens i mean shauna wakes up halfway through it but it feels like
2: it
1: felt like a slap in the face for such a good character let's just say like it is like he
0: didn't get the the death he deserved if he was gonna die he deserved to do it yes protecting her that was smart but the way that it happened i feel like she should have been awake at least mm-hmm. she should have seen what was happening or and and that's what i mean like if she had snuck down there in the middle of the fight to go after him and then maybe he was overtaking her and pedro came out of nowhere and tried to help her yeah even that would have felt better but to have chris the the brawn of the group immediately knocked out mm-hmm. <laughs> shauna is <laughs> Thrown to the floor, (laughs) just legs up head down and have Pedro just feasted on like by four vampires are just feasting on him. And then we immediately cut away and he.
1: And the next time we see him, he's he's dead. Like
0: next time we see him, he is slippery with blood (laughs) and being carried in by Chris. (laughs) And it's like, and I mean, like I said, again, she is amazing when she has that moment to mourn him mm-hmm. that was fantastic i thought she that was great i really was like oh my god this is so sad but it's still everything else it's like, felt the so death shitty. Was fault,
1: though you know and it just it's,
0: felt so shitty yeah
1: it's it's funny because like literally when that right before that happened right i was thinking to myself i was like one of the things that feels a little bit off right now in this ending is like i feel like the stakes no pun intended there, um, are are a little wonky because we haven't really had deaths, right? Like, it doesn't feel like there's a sense of danger. So I was like, in this last bit, like, yeah, I would like somebody to die. Had nobody died, would have been okay with it, but I would have been, you know, a little unsatisfied. I felt like they needed a death to up the stakes a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. But I feel like they very easily could have just killed Chris. Like I don't yes. particularly like the fact that we kept Chris just because he was the love interest. Um, yes, agreed. Because it's just like I don't know. It, it it just felt cheap. It it felt like a cheap a, a cheap death, despite the fact that I wanted death. <laughs> I felt like I got cheated. <laughs> With the fact that they killed him,
0: <laughs> despite the fact that I was yearning for death, I, 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 <laughs> I was I, in that moment. Like I was like, this. "Somebody
1: needs to die." And then the way they killed him, I was like, "But not like that, though. That's not what right. I wanted."
0: <laughs> no, that's fair because I do think Chris. I think Chris did what he needed to do, and he had he did what was necessary to kind of push Sean character along. And i felt like his job was done like Mm -hmm. i you know he he was there he made her feel good she realized that she had been all worried and and stuff over nothing and he helped her along and great now his brother is off of drugs you know all these great things were happening for him so but that he was good he was good and if he had died protecting her and that was it and she kind of learned from that and was like okay now i'm ready to, like be a more confident me and maybe i will tr- go for guys that would have i and and still pedro could have left and she still could have been like my best friend's gone mm-hmm. my mom is gone the boy that i liked is gone but i'm ready like for the future
1: it still would have worked it still, still worked, worked, worked completely fine and so i was like yeah i feel like i definitely feel like they killed off the wrong person there And like, I won't speak on this particular point too much because I don't think I have the authority to, but although I'm really happy, I'm always happy to see a black woman as the lead role in a horror film that, you know, makes my day. I do think that we, especially over the years, have gotten to this place where we continuously put like the gay best friend as like this sidekick character this disposable role and like i think that's i think that's tired i think that Mm -hmm. this this movie is a great example of that character was so nuanced so complex and so rich with different things that we could have explored and they just always felt like an accessory to the main to the main character and like
0: comic relief
1: the, the comic release, Yeah. And so, like, I don't, like, just because you have a female main character, I don't think that automatically makes you need to have them have a gay best friend mm-hmm. who's just going to make sure all of their plans work. Like, I right. I think we can write these characters and, and the situations that they get into a little bit better than we have.
0: Right. Well, and especially, too, because we talk about all the time, like, the the how unfair it is when it's like oh they were just there to be sacrificed for the main character and if you think about it 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 almost feels like that's what pedro becomes is he is always there to help her plan along and he is just there as a tool of support for her which like i said i think is interesting for his character because of the little tidbits we get but in this moment it makes it feel cheap and it it's such a bummer because he was meant he was shaping up to be a fantastic character for the lgbt community and then it's like oh okay that's it but yeah he dies and then shauna finally (laughs) <laughs> finally remembers that she's wearing a silver necklace <laughs> despite that being such a huge part of this movie mm-hmm. she finally remembers she has a necklace Which I,
1: i'll throw it in there really quickly like yes i am glad that it made it from the beginning of the movie all the way through i did think it yes. was a good it was a good plot device yeah, with the necklace i like every time the necklace came up for the most part i was like i'm glad that you're here necklace <gasps> yes. i enjoy you
0: it's a good bookend, especially when we see that she has replaced the photos, and now she has a photo of her mom and a photo of Pedro in the end. I mm-hmm. thought that was really nice. I do love that the necklace comes back around, but it—if this fight scene was better, this necklace moment would have been better. Mm-hmm. I, I yeah. just—it's just a little slow. It's yeah. just a little slow. I
1: think, like personally, an easy fix for me would have been to just like have everything condense everything together into just one big mission that they all go there and you know things happen that happens and have tune day and his crew appear in the mansion with them and then have the fight trickle down into the tunnels then into this church area or whatever just keep it all together i i really think separating it really killed the momentum yeah, of some of these last conflicts, which is unfortunate because I do think there's some cool stuff in there, mm-hmm. um, but it kind of gets lost with the momentum.
0: Yeah. And um, and also, too, I do like the speech that we get about how it's like uh, once this repetition, right, where he says, oh, you know, every cu- when you see the big picture, when you've been around as long as I have. hmm. And when Babineau says that and he's like you know every, every so often there's these rebellious moments, these protests, these riots and it all goes back to the same thing. Mm-hmm. i was poignant. I, I liked that. I liked the conversation that they had.
4: Well every great struggle has its martyrs. What? They put us down. Oh. They, they kick us. And then they wonder why we haven't gotten up on our own. I've watched it for centuries. I saw it when we were in chains. I saw it when we were in the back of the bus. I see it now as they push us from our homes.
0: But why? I mean, why now?
4: This is the beginning of the end for us in this city. The Umbro was the last straw. What? When Katrina didn't swallow us up, well, they, then they turned to development. Soon there won't be enough of us left to band together.
2: Band together? I mean, you're, you're a murderer. All the protests we've
0: had, all the marches we've done. People want to make a difference. You could have just convinced us to just fight with you.
4: The marches, the protests, the riots, slave revolts. I've seen it all. 1859, 1968, 1992, 2020. All bright flames that suddenly got snuffed out. But when you're immortal, you get to watch the whole big picture. You learn how to stoke the flames to keep it burning
0: that to me was the best part of this sequence this like little fight thing was when they finally came face to face and finally kind of had their confrontation moment i thought that that was awesome um so i enjoyed moments of it but yes you're right they should have just condensed it into one big fight sequence um but what did you think of the Ending, ending. Oh, Eric, gotcha you know moment. what I
1: thought about the but ending. But I want you to ending. say
0: it. I it want you was to say it. so
3: bad.
1: I was so <laughs> mad at that. I was so mad at that. I was, uh, and like part of me kind of knew it was going to happen, but I was really wishing that mm-hmm. that wasn't how they were going to end it. Now, granted, right before that, with the morning stuff and like the New Orleans style. Um, funeral and all that. Stuff. I loved oh, all of loved
0: that. that. Beautiful,
1: absolutely fantastic. I loved every little bit of that. I thought that that was so good, and I thought that it really did wrap up the story very, very well. So, so good. Mm. Um, look, I knew Pedro <laughs> was coming back. I knew he was coming back. But even if you're going to bring him back, you're in a you're in a horror comedy right now. Let him come back as Pedro. Why yeah. does he, Why does he have to be malicious when he comes back? Why? For what reason?
0: And why did he look so blue and pale? Nobody else looked like that. Mm -hmm. Everybody else came back and they still looked human minus the teeth. Mm -hmm. pedro came back looking like jack skellington and i didn't (laughs) appreciate that i was like that's not fair
2: (laughs)
1: yeah nah i was not feeling it i didn't i didn't like that last gotcha i didn't think that was the way to go i if you wanted to bring him back for me just have him like fucking chilling in her room being like oh what's Mm -hmm. up girl and like uh yeah i'm dead but i'm still your friend and then you know what? If you give me a buddy comedy movie after this of <laughs> of Shauna and Vampire Pedro, look, you pulled me right back in. But this idea that maybe like, oh, he's gonna attack her now or whatever, is right. I granted they didn't they didn't overtly say like that's what's gonna happen, right? It's just like he's there and then it ends. But like based on the way it's framed, that's the yeah that's what i got and like i wasn't for
0: it no me too based on the ominous music sting and the fact that his eyes were glowing mm-hmm. and his teeth were out it made me feel like he, yeah he was probably going to attack her and uh, just i uh, uh, like no, you already did no. this character
1: so wrong why you got why you got to keep no. kicking them
0: don't do that. And why did it take so long for him to come back to life? It seemed like it had been weeks since they buried him. Mm-hmm. What was he doing that whole time?
1: was <laughs> <laughs> yeah, chilling, yeah. just enjoying chilling. the scenery of the coffin.
0: Yeah. So, not not the best way of ending it. It works. It, it worked for like if they wanted a gotcha moment that was the best they could have done but it didn't need a gotcha mm-hmm. moment it would have been fine to just end it with things on the up and up and just call it a day yeah.
1: or you know but, what i'll even meet them in the middle if you had had if you had framed it some way that like maybe chris was supposed to be waiting for her and like pedro kills chris or something like that
0: i might have taken oh, yeah.
1: that i might have taken that bye.
0: Mm-hmm. um oh yeah i don't like bye chris yeah I, I like if she opened the door and Chris was like, his body was like Just at the door, yeah, laying at or the something door like that. and then Pedro stepped into like the frame. But if he had, if he still had like kind <laughs> of like a little bit of the fun personality. And so it was, so it's like, okay, yeah, he's obviously, he's like still holding parts of himself, but he also is like a vampire with this bloodlust I am. Yeah. I would have preferred that. Cause honestly, Chris, could have gone for me <laughs> sorry shauna i know you're happy like i know you're thriving with him but mm. girl i'm not gonna forget how he treated you in the beginning. <laughs> i simply will not
2: mm, that's fair
0: <laughs> but yeah that's that is black as night yes it um, is which i think i mentioned this already it's on amazon amazon prime if anybody Hasn't already checked it out, but mm-hmm. listened to this and wants to go watch it now. It's on That's Amazon. I, but I, yeah, I was like
2: ahead.
1: I, I don't. I'm going to reserve that comment until my uh until my rating reading, actually. Yeah, okay. Yeah,
0: yeah. Well, then in that case, what are you going to rate it out of? Uh, um, hmm. silver necklaces. That's
1: a good one. That's a really good one. I'd be um, okay with that. Um, is there anything? Even garlic (laughs) houses. Like, uh, uh, how would you, how would you even phrase that? Uh, like bottles of, is there bottles? Where where are those? Like,
0: they're like garlic
1: shakers.
0: Yeah. Like garlic shakers. I think.
1: Something like that. I mean, we could we could do it out of silver necklaces. I'd be a okay with that.
0: Okay. Let's do silver necklaces then. Do you want to go first?
1: Uh, sure. Um. So I think, you know, with all that being said, right, overall, I would give Black as Night, you know, I think I'd give it like 3.7 out of five uh, okay. silver necklaces. Like, okay. although, like, based on our conversation, it may have seemed like would have rated it a bit lower. Um, I did enjoy the movie. Like, I did have a lot of fun watching the movie. And mm-hmm. I thought that there were some really funny bits that were um, a lot of fun to get to experience. I think that the movie was trying to do a lot of very cool things and trying to tackle some really important themes that I appreciate a lot. And I do respect the movie for going down that route. I just think maybe it bit off a little bit more than it could chew. Um, I think that it was really trying to fit too much into into the time that it had and i think that was ultimately its downfall in terms of um you know the ending not being exactly what i wanted and then some of the plot points not particularly sitting well with me i think that this movie had an absolute ton of potential and i also think that overall it was still worth a watch like i'm not mad that i watched it and as somebody who's not like necessarily huge on vampires, this was a fun vampire movie. Like I actually think I would watch this movie again. I, I enjoyed it enough and I enjoy some of the scenes enough that I would watch it another time. Um, mm-hmm. There's just a couple of things in there that I really would have tightened up and fixed a little bit. And I think you could have gotten a very, very poignant film here. But for what we got, you know, it's, it's a movie that's trying to say a lot. Um, it's saying as much as it can. It is, you know, um, shining light on a lot of um actors and actresses of color which I always appreciate and I you know I love seeing my black my black folks and people of color thrive so you know whenever y'all on the screen I always want to show support <laughs> but not a perfect movie and so for that I'll give it 3 point7 out of five silver necklaces
0: um I- I think I'm going to give this a 2.8 out of 5 silver necklaces. Okay. Yeah, it just wasn't my favorite. Like, I really, like I said, I really wanted to like it. But as it went on, I just found myself not as interested in it as I would have liked to be. Mm-hmm. It is fun it has fun moments and it has fun characters, but the things surrounding those moments and those characters I think are just a little lackluster. It doesn't ever feel like it gets exactly where I want it to be mm-hmm. it it all it, it almost reminds me of that episode, the v word from Masters of Horror, okay. that vampire episode mm-hmm. in the sense where it just feels a little It reminds me almost of a older version, like a adult version of like a Goosebumps episode that would be about vampires or like an Are You Afraid of the Dark episode about vampires, which isn't bad, but it feels like it could have ramped up these moments of action or these moments of character development or these moments of romance, like everything could have been ramped up a lot more. Everything just feels really subdued. Mm-hmm. And it feels like they never quite caught their stride and like they never quite, the story never got going for me. And and when it would get going, they would cut it off. And then, so then it would take me a minute to get back into it again because I'm like, running into these roadblocks within the movie. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, like, the acting was good. And I'm happy for the most part with the characterizations that we got. Mm-hmm. But the movie as a whole, I don't think I'll be going back to this one. Okay. Um, So, 2.8 silver necklaces no. out of 5 for me.
1: That's fair. That's fair. And honestly, yeah, I'm like... <laughs> I may, I may drop it a little bit. I may, I may say like a 3, 3.3. 3. 3. Yeah. I think I'll say like a, th- I think a 3.3 3 is probably closer. Mm. Um, cause again, yeah. I, I enjoyed it. Um, but I also recognize that a lot of it is, um, personal preference and, um, an affinity for the, for the funny, you know, if, you, if a movie <laughs> makes me laugh, I always give it a little bit extra, um, mm i think overall though if i'm being super objective yeah it may be closer to like closer to the three range but i i still liked it enough that i think i gave give it like a three three then
0: okay yeah no, that's fair um but yeah that is black as night homies um if you have checked this movie out please we would love to hear what your thoughts were about it um Did you do you feel like it falls around that area for you or would you rank it a little bit higher or lower than us? We want to talk to you guys about it. And the best place to talk to us is on our social media. We are homies of horror on everything. Or if you prefer, you can always come into our discord. We are always discussing all things spooky in there. And we usually go a little bit more in depth about our thoughts on the movies that we discussed in the episode. So if you would like to join our discord, you can find the link for that in our social media bio. You can also email us if you have any requests, recommendations or business inquiries. We are homiesofhorror at gmail.com and it's a Monday, which means that it's a homie hangout night on Twitch. That is right. We are streaming on Twitch and we stream there every single Monday night and sometimes some other nights in between. If you guys have not yet, you can find the link for our Twitch in our bio Come through and say hello. If you want to come and chit chat with us, watch us play some spooky games and hang out with the rest of the homies. And last but certainly not least if you are so inclined we would very much appreciate it if you would leave us a rating or a review you can do both on apple podcasts the more ratings and reviews we have the better it gets more people's eyes and ears on our podcast so we always appreciate hearing from you guys and hearing what you think of the show and you can now rate us on spotify as well Go to Homies of Horror and click on the little star right below us and you can leave us a rating. So we'd appreciate it. It would make our year and we would always love you homies for doing that. But that was Black as Night. We are so, so, so happy that you guys hung out with us today and listened to our take on the movie. And as usual, we hope that you guys have a great rest of your week.
2: Catch you next time, homies.
0: Bye.